Hello, welcome to the Parenting Happy High Achievers podcast. I'm your host, Karima Davis. I'm a passionate educator and mom of five, three of whom are teens. I'm also the founder of a virtual tutoring company called Tutor Partners, where my team and I work with parents and their high achieving teens to help them find balance between academic pressures and their overall well being. In today's world, parenting is far from easy, and our teens can carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. Through this podcast, I'll share ideas, tips, and strategies to support you in raising happy, healthy, lifelong learners who grow into successful and fulfilled individuals. I truly believe that it takes a village to raise a child. Join me on this journey and we'll work together to raise the next generation of amazing leaders. This interview was originally a part of our Parents Planning Ahead series, which was a series of interviews we conducted over the summer of 2020 uh, with the intention of helping parents prepare for the school year amongst the pandemic. So um, I'm speaking here with Michelle Porges, educational psychologist and executive functioning coach, who is sharing tips and strategies for really um, ways that we can support our children and uh, just becoming more organized, managing learning and uh, their time management skills as well. So um, listen up, Michelle's gonna share some really valuable tips and I think you'll get a lot out of it. And I'm so grateful to have Michelle here with us today. She's an educational consultant or educational psychologist a consultant and uh, executive functioning coach all the way from Los Angeles, California. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Yes, yes I'm so excited. I'm really excited to have you um, as our guest today. And I think um, we're, we'll have a lot of discussion about some things that parents can really um, need to, parents really need to think about as we start off or prepare for the school year, um, and especially in terms of executive functioning. So let's, um, let's talk about, I guess, let's just jump right into it. We were supposed to do this live, but again, that did not happen. The Facebook gremlins <laughs> were not my friend again tonight. So um, let's just talk about what we can do to get ready for the school year. Um, you know, it's for some people, they're planning to be completely virtual for most people. And then, you know, some schools are doing this hybrid thing. But regardless, regardless of what it looks like for, you know, for kids, they will have to go back to school. And, you know, executive functioning skills are so important. So tell us, you know, about that. Um, what is executive functioning? Um, what, what should parents know about it? Well, terrific. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share. So, you know, we're in uncharted territory, right? We, we don't know what schools are going to look like. You know, here in California, they went from we're going to open, we're going to open to virtual to waivers, then they took the waivers away. So everybody, I think, is, is anxious and, and concerned. But regardless of what schooling is going to look like, even without COVID-19, uh, there's a set of skills that are really important for upper elementary, middle and high school and beyond to have. And that is what you correctly termed executive functioning skills. And the way that I like to explain it to people is that these skills are the how. They're the how of school. And quite frankly, they're the how of life. 
So most kids um, that I've met, they will do their homework. They can read, they can write. Certainly some children have some reading or processing issues, but it's how much do you go beyond that? How do you break mm -hmm. down the task? How do you organize your time? How do you know what your stuff is? And those are the how-tos, particularly of being a student, really how to mm -hmm. be, and later on the how-tos in life. Regardless of what school looks like, whether it's online, a hybrid, in-person, and I am the internal optimist, I do think we will get to in-person um, for many places, uh, and I hope we do it safely and consciously and, and do it the right way. We mm -hmm. need to have our stuff together. We need to be organized. And there's things that everybody can do. There's certainly things that, that teachers can do to prep kids and make sure they have their tools that they need. There's things that parents can do to set up their lives because executive function is not just about that teenager. It's about the whole family system. Who wants mm -hmm. to go out on a Sunday night when it's raining? We don't have snow here in Los Angeles. But mm -hmm. it's raining and snowing and have to go out for the science board or yeah. have to go out and get yet the green folder, right? Because the red mm -hmm. folder is not what the teacher wants. So it really does help the family function better as well. And ultimately it helps the student really understand how to adult and how to move into being a student. You know, student-like behavior is different than just, can I read, write, and do math? It's mm -hmm. where's, am I taking ownership? Am I taking pride of what I'm doing? Am I consciously making decisions? Do I have a path that I want to do? Yeah. Those things can appear with some kids as young as first grade, mm -hmm. and people get them in college. Um, what we can't do is unwrite it, meaning if, if kids have executive functioning difficulties or challenges, they're there. But we can do, and the research has actually shown this, these are teachable skills. These mm -hmm. are skills that can break down and deliver it step by step and teach to people. It doesn't happen overnight. Like I always say, if it was easy, by the time people call me or they call you, if it was easy, they would have figured out the reason, right? It's yeah. a little more complicated. It takes more instruction, more repetition, more modeling, and more practice. And I think that that's what I like to bring to the game. And that's important to really make for success. But the first step is to understand what it is. It's not yes. that my kids are being lazy. Um, I've had kids not do, not because they're lazy, simply because it becomes overwhelming and they shut down. Mm -hmm. I've had kids not do simply because I'd rather have somebody yell at me than to see that somebody um, sees that I don't know what to do or I'm struggling with the material. Mm -hmm. so those are the reasons why we encourage people, particularly in August and September, to take a really good look at where is your child functioning. Again, not do they read, write, and do math. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily grades, because a, a majority of my caseload are AB students and students in AP classes. And I have a student who's going to Yale, you know, mm -hmm. I have a student from Yale. It's, it's not that they're low, it's the contrary. These students want to be successful, but are either spending five hours a night on homework, which is too much, mm -hmm. or waiting to the last minute, or quite frankly, are starting to produce things like stomach aches and headaches and mm -hmm. get nauseous and anxious. Yep. And things that we can go in there and do. Yeah. Uh, this is the time to do it. October and January are not the time to do it because yeah. you're climbing uphill, right? Yes. So we want something flat. We want to start the year, and this would be my suggestion. We want you want to start the year giving your children the tools, physical tools, and there's a lot of physical tools, but also giving your children the plan. Like just mm -hmm. like you start soccer, there's a plan. Let's understand the players on the field. Let's yeah. understand the different plays. Let's understand who the teammates are. 
Let's understand how we can be an active versus a passive learner or a mm -hmm. player. All that's important to do right now. Absolutely. I love that. I love so many things that you just said were just really resonated with me. So a few of the things, let's go back to um, just studying for five hours, right? So students who are studying for five hours more than likely don't have the right study plan in place. Either they're cramming at the last minute or they are just, they don't really know how to study. So they are trying to, you know, memorize everything, every term, every word, you know, and they're, you know, or they're just repeating maybe the same math problems over and over again because they're, you know, concerned about whether or not they actually know it. So there, there are strategies for studying and these are what we call study skills, right? And there are study skills that kids can learn to, you know, shorten that study time, learn how to, um, you know, um, spread out their studies over a course, the course of a few weeks, um, so that they're not cramming everything in all at once, you know, just time management skills, all of these, you know, planning skills, organizational skills. So these are some of the skills, the executive functioning skills that you mentioned. And the other thing is the anxiety that comes along with it. So, you know, so many times we see students who are, um, you know, like you said, the headaches, the stomach aches, you know, how many times have us parents, we as parents heard kids, you know, oh, I have a stomach ache. And even as teachers, right, I have a stomach ache. Oh, I can't study today. Oh, I can't, you know. So all of this is, anxiety comes in, in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. And it's important for for us to be able to identify, you know, what that looks like and then really figure out, okay, why is my kid um, having these headaches? Why are they hesitant? Why do they want to stay home from school today? Or, you know, when they know there's a test coming up, but there's too stressed out to actually, um, you know, get the work done or go in because, you know, whatever, or maybe they don't want to face the fact that they've put off their work so long that now they're overwhelmed, right? So these are all the things that, you know, we can look at as parents and say, okay, this is what, you know, I see something going on with my child. What is it? And maybe like you said, it's not that they're being lazy. It's not that they are trying to procrastinate but it's happening because they don't have the skills, the executive functioning skills to get the stuff done. Right, so let's think about it this way. So, so part of executive function, there's a reason that it's called executive function versus just study skills. And, and mm -hmm. study skills are certainly a part of that. Mm -hmm. How do you study, how do you take notes, all those kind of things. But executive functioning is actually something that people are, are evaluating for and we're looking at for, and we know um, through research, again, that the frontal brain is the decision maker, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually a little bit later developed, which is why my boys are not around, but boys take till about the age of 25 to fully develop their ability to make good decisions. I, I have one who's 25, and I'm not pushing in that way. Uh, but they take a while, right? So executive function starts with understanding your brain. Mm -hmm. And where are you? And also, where are you in the moment? So part of, of executive functioning is task initiation. How do I start the task? Not just uh -huh. start it. How do I continue with it? Not just uh -huh. continue with it. How do I finish with it? Or it might be literally, how do I, how do I understand time? One uh -huh. of the things that has really become impacted with online portals, and I am a fan of online portals. I have many kids' um, passwords to get into their online portals is the whole idea of they don't see time the same. 
if you're not looking at a full calendar, if you're not looking at a day, they'll say, I don't need a planner because it's all on the portal and it is, but the portal isn't going to tell you, let's look at the project. Let's look at the time. Let's look at when you have soccer practice. Let's look at how many hours you want to study here. What do you want to do on the weekend? That's the breaking down of time that gets to be taught. The other part of executive functioning, which often gets written off, which is just important, is what's called self-regulation. Mm-hmm. How do you keep yourself in the zone? So here's a perfect example. It's happened more than once when I've done these, these uh, Zoom things. So you can see I'm in my kitchen, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. hide it. Mm-hmm. Playing around with backgrounds and all this. I don't mind. I, I pre-warn the family. Even the dogs know that I'm trying to do this today. But things happen, right? So expecting the unexpected is an executive functioning. Being mm-hmm. able to deal with change or when something doesn't work out. So there are other people, Karima, quite, quite frankly, that when the Facebook Live didn't work, would have been like, oh, well, it didn't work. I'm upset when mm-hmm. I give up. But mm-hmm. given who you are, it, you said, great, we're going to Zoom. Let's go to Zoom. We switch gears. Maybe it's not the same, but we got right back on the path. Mm-hmm. So a child that's going, I'm going to fail anyhow. Or, oh, my God, I don't have my notes. Or, oh, I, I didn't even remember this was going to be on there. That happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. But does the child have the fortitude? Or can the child be in the moment? Let's take a couple of deep breaths. Let's relax. Let's see where we're at. Go get a drink of water because hydration of the cells is really important. Go take a walk. Um, can they get back onto that that train track like we just did right now, right? Yeah. I had a the dogs went berserk and the gardeners went crazy. My kids are yelling at me because of the dog. And I'm on live with 19 people, some of which are professionals in the community. And, and I'm getting clients out of that because it was real. I had to be the moment. So I don't fake that anymore, you know, and some, something could happen. But that is life, right? It's yeah. not going to go perfect. I remember um, students last year saying, I had to take the test three times. I was like, why? He said, the internet would glitch out. The test would stop. I'd have to. So this kid was a basket case. Uh, a 20 minute quiz for almost three hours, but he did it. I said, but mm-hmm. you did it. Yeah. Didn't give up. And at the beginning of the year, that kid would have given up. So being able awesome. to build up resilience through a set of skills, not just being yeah. told why harder work. Harder. Yes. Things yes. like let's break it down. So nobody look, sometimes, particularly as you get into 11th grade, or 12th grade, I can't guarantee you're not going to have a lot of homework, particularly when you go back into the regular system. You want APs, you want Ivy League schools. I can't guarantee there's only two hours of homework. But wouldn't it be great to learn how to study smartly? Wouldn't it be great to to take what you do really well and then maybe focus on what you don't do really well? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I really study for a math science test? Mm -hmm. How do I really do stuff? You know, I have a kid who says, well, only do well when there's pressure to... um, I have to get it done, then I get it done. I said, well, how do you feel mm-hmm. the pressure that I'm anxious? I said, well, we got to figure out something here because mm. that's not working for you. So how do we figure out something in the middle? And some of this is conversations, which is why this is a lot of coaching. It's coaching. Yeah. I'm not interested in what happened when you were six and you didn't get an A in your spelling test. I'm sure it's a great story, but I'm more interested. Here we are. You, you want to study for your vocab test. How are we going to do that? What's the plan? And that's yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, not, um, you know, knowing that, you know, you have to have strategies for, for studying, right? You have to have these strategies. You have to have a plan. If you are, you know, if you're, if you're getting stuck and you just kind of like keep spinning your wheels, you just trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, you know, 
you have the science test, you have this history test, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to study. And, you know, the last time maybe you got an A, but, you know, how long did you study for the test to get the A? Maybe the next time around you got, you got a B, but you did the same thing. You know, there's something, there's a way to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, if you have the strategy versus if you have a strategy that fits your learning style, that fits your, the way your brain functions and the way your brain works. And I love what you said about knowing how your brain works, right? That is super duper important. It, it so there's I something mean, even thinking, right? So yeah. is, can you, can you set shift? Can you, can you say, I'm going to do it a different way? And mm -hmm. there's some people, all they do is flexible think, those really creative people. And those mm -hmm. are people I say, well, let's talk about routine. Let's talk about doing the same thing over and over again. But for some people and some students, that's very hard. No, no, yeah. I always do it this way. But yeah. are you getting the results you want? No. Well, we should try differently, but I always do it this way. So there's a lot of discussion that goes on with this, with things like we said. How, how do you regulate? How do you flexible think? You know, where do you get stuck? Do you get stuck starting the task? Mm -hmm. How to peter out and not finish the task. So those are conversations about executive functioning skills. Yeah. That we have in addition to talking about the tools. Uh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Now, so we talked a lot about um, you know why executive functioning is so important. Um, what is it that parents can or what can you do to try to improve your executive functioning skills? So I know you mentioned a few things, but if, if there was, you know, if there were just a few things that maybe parents should know, what can you do to improve those skills? Well, so I, I'll say I'll say like the big three. And, mm -hmm. and the, big, the big two at the beginning are um, organization, and that's a physical organization, right? That's mm -hmm. organizational materials. Do the students have the right materials, and are they set up right? So one of the things that I like students to have is, is a whiteboard, where mm -hmm. you can jot down things and make daily tasks. I like students to have sometimes a way that you can do files, right? Mm -hmm. like students to have um, post-its. Now, yes. it's not me just because you have it, you're going to be a student. I've got to teach you how to use it. But I like students to have all those kind of skills. So organization is one area. Time management is another. Like how do we, it's what we call calendaring, but, mm -hmm. but how do we look at time? Mm -hmm. Both within a day, across a week, and maybe across a month. So those yeah. are two biggies. And then the other things come with things like you said, like how do you really prep for a test? Because mm -hmm. I'm not sure the kids are always prepping the right way. They might be spending yes. hours, but are they prepping the right way? Or it might be, how do we break down a report and setting up for a report? Or it might be um, note-taking systems. Yeah. All those kind of things sort of get done. So everything, if, if parents can think about, it's not, a, it's not an event, it's a system. It's how did you get there? We have yeah. a task, how do we get here? We learned stuff, what did you learn? Mm -hmm. This page, this page. So those become evidence of what my test is going to be on. Okay, how did you get, what's the test going to be like? Yeah. So that, those become the strategies, which are basic, but then we try and tailor make it. Look, when you're building executive function, I always tell people like this. Again, I live in California, so I have to use a sand analogy. But if I'm building a sand castle, I can keep dumping sand, mm -hmm. and kind of like, or yeah. I can put the mold from the side, right? And mm -hmm. I can get the formation from the side. Mm -hmm. What happens when I when the teachers are, are doing, the parents are doing, the students are doing, there's only one way to go. Mm -hmm. 
and that's where we want to go, right? Yes, I so love that. I'm going to the whole thing out. <laughs> the idea, you can't just keep pouring sand. And pouring I love sand, that. More projects, there's more, learn this more, learn this more. No, we have to form mm. the foundation. Yes, that's absolutely. Form the foundation, and then support and scaffold, which is yes. different for the child. And eventually the kid goes, I got it, I'm doing the second one. Mm, I love it. And that's the goal. The goal is to help them become independent learners so that they, when they, when they go off to college, when they are in their careers, they know how to, you know, get through life on their own, right? That's the ultimate goal. As parents, that's what we want for our kids. We want them to be successful, to be independently successful, right? So um, learning, being an independent learner is really important. And, and part of that is knowing how you learn, how your brain works, what you need to do, what strategies work for you as a person, because for every student, it's different. So yeah. absolutely love that. And one thing I want to point out that's super important that you mentioned is that filing system. Some people may think it's so old fashioned, but guess what? If your child is learning virtually and you don't have a filing system, you can't print papers, they don't have anything to physically work with when they're making notes, when they're, you know, um, doing whatever it is they're doing, that is really <laughs> going to set them up for failure because they absolutely need to know how to use an, you know, like you said, use a planner, um, take notes using post-its, um, how to, um, you know, use and organize their, their system, have a system organize their, um, you know, maybe it's work math worksheets, maybe it's whatever they get, you know, their teacher gave them a study guide, whatever it is, you know, you can't just rely on the, you know, learn reading and from the screen all the time. So they need to have these systems in place where they can really dig in, where they can, you know, manage everything that they're getting and keep track of it all in one place. Yeah, so that's super important in the virtual world. And I, and I really hope oh, that 100%. it's going to be yeah. even more important because I think even more so in the virtual world, you, you want to keep um, a footprint of what your child has been learning, mm -hmm. right? At some point, it, it's good to have the accountability for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Grades have been shifted around, do no harm grades. You want to be able to say, but here's, here's actually the work that the kids Absolutely. Did. I don't know if you'll ever need it, but I, I, I think love that. No. To, if I were a parent of kids going through that, I'd, I'd keep it as evidence. That yeah, for sure. And here's what they did because if there's some question, you know, in January, maybe when this is over or next year, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that they could say, well, actually my kid did all the work and here's all the work. Here's a copy of the tasks. And, um, yes, exactly. So I think more than ever, there needs to be, um, it's a portfolio, you know, yeah. um, later on, it's more of a portfolio, but right now I would absolutely keep it. Um, and it'll also help you. This is a little off task, but for parents, it will also help you um, when, when we move back into real school, mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to notice here's where we started and here's where we stopped. And then mm -hmm. you can teach your start and stop. And then you can notice if there's gaps. True. So I love that. Spanish, whatever, conjugation, la, 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 you finish mm -hmm. here. And they pick up here. But if there's this little piece of conjugation that didn't get done, you'll know, right? Because True. You have and then you can say, the, show it to the teacher. The teacher will be like, well, that's why he doesn't know it. I didn't go over A R or E R or I R or whatever the terms are. And the I love that. Um, and no, then, that's yeah. so true. That is true because I mean, I think that part of you know, and and I know we'll get ready to wrap this up. But with you know, even when students come to us for tutoring, 
this is one of the problems is that parents don't know where the gaps are. And why don't they know where the gaps are? You know, part of that is because it's, you know, maybe it's difficult to keep track of everything that they're learning. And, you know, they sometimes in school, you know, they might, they might skip over certain skills, you know, because of time or whatever the case is. And then, you know, next thing you know, next year comes along and they're, they need it, you know, these skills that they needed to have. For some reason, they don't have them. For some reason, maybe they just brushed over them quickly in the classroom. And so the kid isn't really strong in that particular skill. So this is, you know, then this is why they need, they come to us for tutoring. So, you know, that is a great example of how parents can, you know, um, use these systems to keep track of where their kids are, what they're, what they're doing. Um, and to not, not just for parents to do it, but for, for the kids to learn how to do it for themselves. Exactly. They're you know, they have proof and they can even go back to say, oh, I remember learning this. Now when I have my final, I've got my systems and I've got all my stuff filed in and I know exactly what we covered and I can go right back to what I, you know, what I, what we did and just study from that. So it's critical. Yeah, it's critical. It's critical. Absolutely. So um, thank you so much, Michelle. I want to share one thing before we wrap up. Um, for anyone who would love to learn more about how um, you can help your child prepare for school this year, uh, Michelle and I have put together a workshop and we are running it starting um, August 16th for kids in middle school through high school. It's an executive functioning workshop. We're going to cover everything executive functioning, study skills, organizational skills, time management skills, everything the kid needs to know to be successful in school this year, especially in this virtual world. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. And we are gonna you know, um, get started, like I said, August 16th. So if anyone's interested in learning more about that, um, feel free to, once this video is posted, you can uh, post it, post your um, interest or make note of your interest in a comment. And then we will also be sharing this out um, really soon um, so that everyone can get signed up and, you know, we can get all the kids in tip-top shape. Absolutely. Tis the time. Yes. Yes, it is the time. Well, I really hope you got a lot out of that episode. If you want to learn more about Michelle's services, feel free to reach out at michelleporges.com. If your child is struggling in any subject or is lacking confidence, reach out to us at mytutorpartners.com where you can schedule a free assessment call and get advice on how to move forward with getting your child's support. We are happy to help and we are here for you. We also have a Facebook group called Parenting Happy High Achievers and I invite you to join that group. In the group, you'll find resources, tips, strategies, and even many training sessions to help you raise a happy high achiever. Remember, you don't have to do this alone. Feel free to reach out for support at any time. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please share, comment, and come back soon. Have a good one.